You're listening to Generate a Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm your friend and confidant, Erin Gray. I created this podcast for all the generators in the world to inspire you to live a life that you love and desire, that is in alignment with who you truly are, not who you think you should be. Hey. We are still in Bozeman. We are headed down to Yellowstone, West Yellowstone tomorrow. We did um, the North Loop a couple of days ago, which was amazing. We saw, I think, all of the animals. Our guide, I'll put um, his information in the show notes and also in the membership. But our guide was, he was saying how he felt like he was a little bit of a Yellowstone snob or brat, I think is the word he used. Because he's like, you know, you get used to it, right? Like you get used to seeing certain animals and you expect to see that. But we saw all of them. We saw grizzly. We saw, well, not all of them. We saw a large majority, right? Grizzly, black bear, elk, moose, a mountain goat, fox, coyote, wolf, bald eagle, um, certain kinds of cranes. I mean, a large, uh, two little baby bears with their mommy in the den. Oh my goodness. It was so cute. I'll put some pictures up. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can check me out at the Aaron Gray, E-R-I-N-G-R-A-Y. And I'll put some pictures up there. It was so good and it was so fun. So I'm excited to go uh, down to West Yellowstone and see like Old Faithful and the, I think they call it the Grand Prasmatic um, Basin, which is that like well-known picture when you see like the geothermals and things like that. Um, so we're headed down there to do that for the next couple of days. So I'm excited about that. So on this episode, this is the part, this is the three, third part of the three-part series that I want to share with you where I am now. You can go back and you can listen to episode one, where I talk a little bit about me not following my sacral. And I think that episode is titled, How Did I Get Here? And today I'm going to give you some specific examples of where I ignored myself, meaning my sacral. And what I learned and where I'm headed with the global community that I'm super excited about building and what my vision is for the future within the community. I have spent the last year, I think I talked about this in the previous episode. So we moved to Maui in March of 2022 and we moved on the North Shore there. And it's a little bit more local there than it is maybe on the west side of the island. It's not to say that local people don't live over on the west side, Um, but uh, the surfing is way bigger on the North Shore. And a lot of the um, resorts are over on the west side. So we decided to move over to the North Shore and have done over the last year a lot of hanging out at the beach doing all things water related. So kayaking, snorkeling, surfing. I e-foiled for the first time in January. I've always wanted to do that. That is super fun. Um, Body surfing. I did get scuba certified, which I'm not a super fan of. I mean, I'm open to trying it, but some more. I I like being on top of the water, being underneath. My ears got cold. My mouth was a little sore holding on to my regulator. And I know you can buy special, you know, um, things to help you with that, but if I'm asking myself for my sacral, like, is it my most favorite water activity? It's not. So there's that. Um, and in, on the business front, 
in mid-April, this is April of 2022, it was just me and my business partner at this time working and building our business as the other two women, they had decided to follow their own path. So I also had decided one of my goals for 2022 was I was going to train for a triathlon just to see if I could do it. I think this is um, in human design. I think they talk about this in gate 29, where it's just like, you're the type of person that you're the commitment. You're just like, I just want to see if I can run a marathon, or I just want to see if I can run a triathlon. I haven't always been a fan of running. And I told my coach, I'm like, I just want to see if, you know, obviously you're going to have to incorporate running. And I want to see if I can, I know I could do it. Right. I knew I could to, to, to do the triathlon. It's just like what I was more so focused on was would I in doing and having that goal, would I enjoy running? Would that be something that, you know, if I trained for it differently or, you know, in high school or college, you, I mean, I didn't really take any running courses. So I've always just ran just to, to run. Um, and so I wanted to see like, okay, would it change my mind? Would I, would I like to, um, do it and newsflash don't running isn't one of my most favorite things to do either. I would much rather bike or do some type of water activity. Um, or yeah, running's not my favorite. So I trained for that with my coach and we flew over to Oahu so I could complete that because, you know, on the islands, the Hawaiian islands, there's not really a lot of, there was one on Maui, but I had already missed it. So I flew over to Oahu and completed that. And then my goal was just to finish it. And I did. And it was really, really fascinating to see how many people take things so seriously. And I want to say this used to be old Aaron. I used to take a lot of things seriously, like my entire life. And it was just interesting to watch people get so upset, so uptight about, you know, really about the winning, about um, where they were in their placement. It was just really a fascinating experiment to, to watch. Um, and just to give you a background, this wasn't like this big, long triathlon. It was a sprint triathlon. So that means like running three miles, biking for 12 or 15. I can't remember the exact number. I want to say 12 and swimming 500 meters. So we're not talking about like, you know, this major Ironman triathlon. It, it was just like, a very basic thing, but just the intensity that I could feel in people's energy, the morning of the race, it was intense. So, um, so I completed that. That was super fun. My daughter ended up running the last mile with me, which that was special for me. She might have other thoughts about it, but I enjoyed it. And I also traveled to Thailand in November and I spent a month away from my family. I decided to go on a solo trip. I kind of wavered back and forth. Um, we talked about going and then my business partner and I were working on launching during that time. And she had mentioned she didn't want to be gone. So I canceled the trip. And then I was obviously, you know, me and my travel love. So I was like, I want to go still. Um, and so I decided to go and I went without my family. And that was the longest that I had ever actually been without them. Um, I think before that trip, maybe a week might've been the longest. And towards the end, it was definitely touch and go, but lots of tears from this mom. And obviously uh, my daughter and my husband, I think um, a month was, it was so good. It was really, really good time away. And also 
it was towards the end, it was like, okay, that was a good experiment for me to see like how much time, I think maybe two weeks um, is what I like, you know, in terms of solo travel. And then they come and meet me. And then one of the things we talked about is, you know, doing two weeks by myself and then them coming to meet me. And then if they want to go back home, me traveling a little bit longer, but um, two to three weeks is probably, that feels good um, for solo travel for me. Um, And what was fascinating about the solo trip was it really brought up a lot of stories and beliefs that I had about being, and I'm air quoting, you know, being a good wife and being a good mom, you know, missing, it was in Thanksgiving and I don't have many thoughts around Thanksgiving. Um, so that there wasn't any stories that I had to work through of like not being at home with your family for Thanksgiving. Um, and also just being gone from my kid for a whole month. That was, you know, what does a good mom do? All of those stories that I didn't even know existed, they kind of surfaced and it was good for me because it was, it allowed me to be able to, to work through some of those stories and release some of that. So in December, our lease was up and I was completely content packing up all of our stuff and putting it in storage so that we could travel for a bit. Cause I knew that that could be an option. Um, I really wasn't finding much that was really like a hell yes for me on Maui in terms of um, what I wanted in a house and the location. Um, And also, you know, at the time when I suggested that a couple of times, my husband and my daughter were like, "Mm, we're not okay with that. And so this is kind of, it was maybe before then, but my business partner had suggested that we live together. And I remember just being an immediate no for that. And there were several times that she suggested it and I kept saying no. And then as it got closer and I wasn't finding anything, then, I mean, I guess if you say looking back or hindsight 2020, I worked on convincing myself that that would be good, right? That that would be help our business and it would allow us to be, you know, have the same office and we could really work together and, um, you know, just maximize our time and all of the the rational things your mind wants to do when you aren't necessarily a hell yes for, and then your mind takes over um, and tries to tries to convince you, right? And this is where, for me, when I know that I'm not acting from my sacral, when I have these logical or these rational re- reasons, because my because my sacral and your sacral, right? As a generator, it's simply a uh-huh or an uh-uh, right? Uh-huh meaning yes or uh-uh meaning no. And so I rode that way for a while of, you know, like looking back, I wasn't as strong in my sacral then, but I was like, mm, and mm is still like either not now or no. And that is something that I have learned, but I, um, you know, I convinced myself to do it. So within days of moving in, I knew I hated it. I knew that I wanted to just have my own space um, with my family and also having an open G-Center. This is one of the centers and it's not open actually, it's undefined for me because I do have gates coming off of my G-Center. But having an undefined G-Center, our environment is extremely, extremely important. And most of the time people with defined G's they don't get because they aren't as sensitive to their environment like people like me or you if you have an undefined G-Center. 
So she had mentioned, you know, that I suggested that I travel more, which is what I actually wanted to do in December. And there were some, just some integrity things that didn't sit well with me. And so, you know, when I finally asked my sacral, like, do I want to be in business? I got a uh-uh with her. Um, and for sure, you know, do I want to live with her? I got a mm-mm. And don't get me wrong, like they're amazing people, but I knew I wanted to just live in my house with my immediate family. So I made the decision to withdraw from the business, and that was a sacral decision. Now, keep in mind, when I got that uh-uh, when I asked myself, do I want to be in business anymore with her, my brain was like a full-on hissy fit. It was like this tug of war. Um, it didn't make sense. I actually didn't expect that to be the answer when I asked my sacral either. But what I did do was I got coached. And when I say I got coached, I mean, I got coached from the sense of when we have a sacral yes or no, the coaching is supposed to help us get our mind on board with our sacral yes or no. It is not to override our sacral yes or no. So I sat with my decision for weeks. I cried a lot. I felt a lot of anger. Uh, frustration, sadness, grief. Like I just basically felt the gamut of all of the emotions and I rode my wave. And this is something that I think over the last four months, I've learned of riding my wave, um, of not rushing it, right. Allowing myself to feel my feelings and to feel all of them. And sometimes they come, sometimes those same emotions come back again and it's not a problem. It's totally okay. So I rode my wave and it took me about four weeks to come to neutrality and certainty with that decision, right? I had the highs, the lows, all the back and forth, right? But it still stayed uh, 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 and uh-huh, like a yes, um, as in, you know, stopping business with her. And so I wasn't 100% certain. And as an someone who has an emotionally defined solar plexus, we typically aren't 100% certain, but 70 to 80% is good enough, right? And I think where some of that uncertainty comes from, at least for me, is in my mind, right? My mind wanted to go to, well, what about the money? Or, you know, you've been working so hard going down this one path, or like it throws in all of these, which seem to be very logical, rational, you know, ideas or reasons. Um, but I was during this process getting stronger with trusting my sacral. The other part of this is my husband, Jason, I'm sure. I don't think he used these words, but he probably felt really blindsided. Right. And I totally understand because the whole point of us living together with my business partner was to actually grow the business. And then now here I am saying, um, I don't want to be business partners and I for sure don't want to live together anymore. Um, and I'm sure that was probably very, very confusing for him. Very like, I call it like, you know, flipping over the apple cart. Like I really did a 180 on, you know, not necessarily on him, but like where, where I was in December or January. And then where I was in mid-March was a complete 180. And what I have learned is to give people the space to feel their feelings and to just be present with them. I don't need to fix anything. I don't need to give my advice. I don't need, I just need to be present and allow people to have their emotions 
just like sometimes like how I, that's what I need, right? When, when we're going through something, we don't necessarily need or want to be on the other end of it already, right? We just want to feel the feels. So the things that I have learned about myself is when I act from my sacral and I come to that calm, certain neutral place, there is no amount of convincing that will make me change my mind. And I'm learning how to lean more into that with each decision that I make. And it is a practice, right? It's like going to the gym and building your muscles. You don't start at a 300 pound deadlift. You literally start with the broomstick and your form. And that is kind of what I've had to do over the last year of really practicing my sacral response and trusting it. And the more that I do it, the more evidence that I have that it does pan out and it does work out even better than you imagine. And also knowing that mind chatter is going to come up. So this is now like mid-March of 2023. And I decided to book a flight to my parents just to get out of the energy of the house. Like, like I talked about an undefined G center. Um, and I will talk about the G center on a future podcast, but if you have an undefined G center, your environment is extremely important to you because you can take on, if you're not aware, you can take on the energies of all the other people that are around you. And I knew that I needed to get away and to have some space to even to develop even more clarity. And so that's what I did. So I gave myself, you know, plenty of time to process my feelings. I flew over to Texas, visited my parents. I was able to be by myself um, alone, you know, and in nature. That for me is also another way that I'm really able to get more clear is when I'm in nature and I'm by myself. Um, it grounds me and it allows me to really just get into my body. So I got more clear and the thing with being emotionally defined is clarity does come with time. Now, if you're someone who's been forced or been trained to make quick decisions, this feels a little odd and uneasy. And this is something that I've also had to practice over time is allowing that being in that like unknown, being in the, I call it, or a friend of mine actually does, she calls it like the washing machine. It's like you have your emotional highs and then you have your emotional lows and then you know, maybe something else comes in that you are responding to and it gives you something else to, to feel, you know, and to respond to. And, and you go back through the cycle again, but I do know that as time, like time is our friend. Um, if you are, uh, defined in your emotional solar plexus, because it does allow for that clarity to come with time. And it's not something that you can rush through it's not something you can think your way through. It, it literally just kind of, I want to say magically happens, but that is kind of what happens for me is it the clarity comes with time, the more that I allow and I trust. So I, you know, obviously I sought support from my family, immediate family, my parents, some of my friends on Marco Polo. And once I was able to be clear on what I did want and and it has always been this, this vision that I have had to bring to life, which is a global community of people, you know, I'm starting with generators and the human design world. And ultimately, like, I want to, you know, for everyone, 
I want to bring in teachers that will talk to, you know, teach to the manifestors and those that will teach to the manifesting generators and to the projectors and the reflectors. But I know generators because I am one, right? And I know we do have all of the chart, but our tendencies. And have this global community of people who love to travel, they want to travel more and show them really how to live in alignment with who you truly are. And people, you know, that are basically like old Aaron, right? Aaron two years ago, people on jobs that they don't love. And you have this amazing business idea where you want to work for yourself and you don't yet have that belief that you can do work that you love. And the thing about being a generator is we need to do work that we love and going back to the belief of like being able to do work that we love and to make money, you know, at it and a lot of money. I think that was one of the things for me that held me back for a long time is like knowing and trusting that I could do what I love and I could make all the money that I wanted to have the lifestyle that I wanted to travel like I wanted. And that is what I want for each of you that, you know, want to travel more, that want to leave your jobs and start your own business and, you know, really, really start to live the life that you've always dreamt about, but actually, you know, doing that, like living it. So I got really clear on how I wanted to support each of you within the community and what were the teachers that I wanted to bring in or the people that I wanted to bring in to help support you know, you through meditations and visualizations and movement in your body. And obviously I think play and travel is like one of my favorite things and teaching you human design to really, to really start tapping into who you truly are and acting from that space, not from the conditioning and the shoulds and the have tos, like how we have been. So, you know, since I was at my parents, maybe a week and a half, maybe by myself, you know, I got busy building my website, starting the podcast, building out, you know, the content to support each of you that want to join. And, you know, really working on and like going all in on myself, which is the intention that I set for myself this year. I just didn't know it was going to look like how it's looked so far. Um, And I want to create a movement. I want that, you know, because when, when, when we are empowered, when we do work that we love, when we have all the money that we want and the financial ease in our lives, and we get to give to causes that we care about, where I truly believe that we are unstoppable. And I, and I believe that the world It needs more unstoppable people. It needs more people that are lit up about life and that are an example of what is possible. And you know that when you have desires and you set intentions that you get to have everything that you want in life. So that's where we're at. We're in April, 2023. So excited to see like what's to come. I mean, I have my idea and my intentions and my vision but it'll be super fun. Maybe I'll do a recap at December of 2023. Um, Looking back on how much has changed in eight months and what I've been able to create and 
and have in the community for each of you. So with that said, until next time, and from my soul to yours. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to receive your human design chart, you can head over to my website at Generate a Life Well Lived to receive your free chart. As always, from my soul to yours.